Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, mama! Trent Condon. Score! This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. As we talk sports with you right up until 1 o'clock. Trent Condon, Ken Miller here. Here's the BMW of Des Moines guest list. It shapes up like this. We'll talk college football, preview some of the... Uh, in depth by any means, but take a look at some of the bowls, the decision, what they got right, what they got wrong. This time it'll be Bill Bender from the Sporting News. He will chime in. We'll get his take on uh, what um, he believed the committee did right or if they got it wrong. We'll hear from Bill coming up at the bottom of the hour. We promise we're going to do some NFL today, and we will take a look at two of the regional teams. The Minnesota Vikings will be up first with Dane Muzzatani, who covers them for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Online, TwinCities.com. Take a look at the Vikings as they are currently the sixth seed in the NFC. Uh, Jeff Hughes on DeBear's blog, what the Bears have uh, ahead of them, what they will do. We'll pick Jeff's brain on that. Coming up at 1225 before Trent's plays of the day. It's a heavy slate of college basketball. Tonight is a pretty good slate of college basketball tonight, so I'm guessing there'll be a lot on that. Mr. Monday night back in the wind column. That was a uh, no-sweat game for Mr. MNF last night. How are you? I'm doing well. And yes, good to see Mr. Monday Night get out back on the right side of things. He's had a tremendous season once again. Need to look back. Mr. Monday Night's been really good was, for like three straight years. Yes, absolutely he has. Um, like maybe, what week were we on last night? 16, 15? Is he 12 and 3, 11 and 4, something like that? Yeah, week, uh, so that was week 13. There was a double play in there that and he There's hit. a double play coming yep. up this weekend. He hit both sides of that. Uh, The other double header, he just played one game, so probably 14 games overall, I would anticipate. Yeah, 10 and 4. Okay. Pretty darn good. That's making money. Pretty darn good. Yeah, I'll say. Better than my account. Uh, what did you think of the game last night? What did here's my, here's my takeaway: Jake yeah. Browning. Yes, and I told you yesterday, and I found the prop, and it was twelve and a half his rushing yards, and he cruised over with that one long run, right. and had I think two carries, thirty-one for or something, or twenty-one, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, he, he, uh, but it wasn't the running ability; it was just how solid he was in the pocket. Yes, that Bengals offensive line. You remember how maligned that offensive uh-huh. line has been too? Yep, throughout the Joe Burrow. I was going to say throughout his entire career. Yeah. They played incredibly well uh-huh. last night. They they were giving him time. That's a talented Jacksonville front, too, that they were playing. And Browning looked like a pro bowler. <laughs> he did. <laughs> it wasn't, and it wasn't the dink and dunk stuff. I saw last night air yards, basically, pass yep. the line of scrimmage. Yep. Yep. Seven of seven of passes 10 yards down the field. That's incredible. Nobody can do that. No. Nobody does that. No. I'm not sure. Did C.J. Beathard even throw one further than 10 yards down the field? I don't think so. A lot of checkdowns. He was nine for well, 10. Well, he had the one that was called back. That's true. Yeah. The holding call. On the right tackle. Yeah, that one. That was iffy. I'm with you. Yeah, that's the one that you say mm-hmm. and you point to. If they're going to call that, mm-hmm. they could call holding every single no, time. I, I agree with you, Trent. I absolutely agree with you. What a fun game that was. Calvin Ridley's a pretty good player. Yes, he is. Um, Jacksonville is a threat, I think. But all of a sudden, that division now with uh, here come the uh, here come the Texans and the Colts are... I mean, who'd have thought? <laughs> I know. Right? Who'd have thought that of all divisions? And the NFC North. Yeah, right. Right, yes. three playoff teams in the mm-hmm. NFC North and the AFC South got uh, some contenders, which is remarkable. So, you know, the Colts story is great too. Where we see Anthony Richardson, who 
look like a star right away. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, they got something here. Yep. And there's going to be probably some uneven points, but this is going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And they'll go 6-11, but it'll be fun and entertaining and <laughs> yeah. give hope to the Colts in the future. Uh-huh. And here comes the mustache man, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, he's made a career out of doing that. And the statistics, when you just look at them, they're not great. Ten touchdowns, seven interceptions. You know who he is to me? He's Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Who would you rather have? Next well, year. Well, Minshew because of his salary. You're bringing, in, probably... you're bringing in a developmental quarterback next year that's going to sit. You've already made that decision, a rookie mm-hmm. quarterback. We're going to bring in one of these two guys for next year. I think the answer is very easy. Do you take Minshew? It is. If... Because Baker's a knucklehead. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I want him around my pregnant, job. So maybe that'll change his outlook on things. Maybe. I've, I'm not going to bet on it. Give me Gardner Minshew, who just seems like a better guy, with absolutely, I've never met either of them. Right. It's just an outside perspective. I'd rather have him mentoring my rookie quarterback as opposed to Baker Mayfield. What company threw the um, bags of money at, at the Mayfields? To, remember the, the commercials filmed at the stadium? Oh, yeah, yeah. Who was that? Was it Progressive? Was yes. it an insurance company? It was an insurance company. I th- I'm... 80% positive. That it was, was really well done. Yeah, they were good. Uh, he's the first overall pick. They thought yes. uh, this guy's going to change uh, the trajectory of the Cleveland Brownies. Not so fast. It's a tough uh, one to turn around, isn't it? It is. It is. But he, he kind of dusted himself off with the Rams, and he's got another chance uh, this year in Tampa Speaking Bay. Speaking so of stuff. those Brownies. Yes. So you look at the final score. It was not indicative of what that game was against the Rams. Okay. That does not tell the story. It, it was a game. Did you see some of it? You, I did. Did you really? Yeah, well, because the other one was turning into such a blowout, yeah. I didn't have to watch anymore. I just hate going flipping from one to the YouTube TV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving the apps. See, I don't have to do that because I just jump over to Red Zone and then it you takes know what? Me I, do, I think I get Red yeah, Zone and I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, 211. Yes. Yes. I found it, uh, I don't know, over the weekend. It's yeah. excellent. I love it so much. Is it? Yeah. I, it's. It's my football viewing. I mean, that's how I watch pretty much every NFL Sunday. I don't think you're alone either. I, yeah. Um, I, maybe I should. Now, Siciliano's not doing it anymore, No, right? because that was the direct TV one. So he worked for DTV. Is yes, that it? Yes. Okay. And he still works for NFL Network, but the NFL Network had their own for years that I never saw until this year with Scott Hansen. Okay. That's been going and on And he for kept the years. gig because that's the guy yes. who's doing it, right? Right. And okay. so this is made by NFL Network. Somebody is it told the me, same product? I mean, is it is, very can, similar? Yeah. Okay. Somebody told me at the beginning of the year because I I miss Siciliano. Just uh-huh. wait, Hanson will, and he's grown on me. Mm-hmm. I still like Siciliano better. Do you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've I think now I've, I've watched him for fifteen years. Well, that's just it, right? Yeah. And I think I've watched him for fifteen minutes. Yeah. Uh, but again, I didn't even know I had it till this weekend. So that's a pretty good idea. For yeah. The if there's nothing, File it you know, away. like especially like last Sunday, where the early when we didn't have any of our regional teams playing. Mm-hmm. Didn't have anything really compelling. Just bouncing around in yep. a bunch of games that were really close. And that's the best part. You know, when you get to about, they call, uh, Scott Hansen calls it the witching hour. About 2.15 our time, you get into that's the fourth quarter of those in? games okay. and you're bouncing around yeah. and you got three, four screens going on. And yeah, it's, it's really fun. All right. You've convinced me. All right. Um, we have to bring this up. We have to leave the NFL and, and go to Mackey Arena. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, here's the problem with this game. <laughs> what was it? Well, Zach Eady was the problem. I mean, he's a problem. Yeah, so is Brandon, what's Smith's first name? Brayden, yeah. Yeah, Brayden Smith. Well, and even when Eady left the game, they just extended it. didn't it. matter, right? No, no, it just built even further yeah. from there. Is There's not a ton to say, right? I mean, it's there really what isn't. we see 
really every time outside of the game when uh, everyone was coming back from the Rose Bowl, when Iowa went up to Mackey and won that with Utah and company, it is a house of horrors. I mean, it's... Have you been in the building? I have not. I would like to go to it. Yeah. There's two in the Big Ten. I want to go there, and I never will. And I'd like to go to Minneapolis and see. Oh, wow, that's a that's a great place. That to watch looks a game. like the barn yes. looks like a hell of a place. You would enjoy that. I think I would too. But it's never going to happen. No, it's never going to happen. <laughs> right. yeah. Get you out of the house, God <laughs> right. forbid. Right. The uh, well, I got out of the house yesterday, and I, I, had a, I fell. You fell. You know, you hear about old people. Yeah, <laughs> I fell. Your hip, all right? No, I think. Good. I think I broke a finger though, but um, you already had a broken. finger. I, I, I know. Now it's two doors finger. down. Same thing again. Oh, jeez. Yeah, anyways. Um, Need to get a little milk in here. What's going on? It's a great... I wonder what it is. Yeah, yeah. What, what builds bones at 65 years of age? I think you might be Probably in trouble. Probably past it a little. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the window of opportunity has closed yeah, on that front. Probably so. Uh, but the game itself... Perkins was really good in the first... Nah, he was good in the first 20 minutes. He was all right, yeah. He was all right. Yeah. Um, Cricky was okay. I mean, um, battled, but he's given up seven sure. inches. And, and, and Freeman, likewise, yes. battled. And he's a freshman, and mm-hmm. he's giving up more than that. The problem was Patrick McCaffrey, yeah. Sanford, yeah. Bowen. Yeah. Here's Although I did like, well, go ahead. Here's my rub with Bowen. I think Fran is falling into the same trap that he had last year with Aaron Eulis. He's the starter, but he's not the starter. Last year we saw Eulis. How many games did he play between eight and thirteen minutes? Mm-hmm. Last night, yeah, Bowen, Bowen played 13, thirteen minutes. minutes. Those unstarted minutes. Isn't it difficult? If you're going to do it, if you're not going, he's not your starting point guard. Then don't have him be your starting point guard. I, I know starters don't really matter. Mm-hmm. But if it's going to be a combination of Dix and Perkins, if you're just going to go that, both handle the point guard duties. Do that. If it's eventually going to be Brock Harding. Do that. And that's where I was going to go. What did you think of him last night? He competed, didn't he? He did, didn't he? <laughs> that was the best. That was the first time uh, an end of a game came, and, and I thought to myself, you know what? I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, yeah, you'd love to see 10 or 15 pounds on him in a couple more years. Yes. But in a couple more years, I think that they're going to have a really nice player on their hands. Uh, people are going to be sick of him. I agree with you. <laughs> he's, yep. he's a little bugger. Yep. It's just annoying. Yep. And he is a little gnat out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see before the game there was a highlight of him? Though? I didn't see anything before the game. I did not. It see was it. Uh, just on, on Twitter. Somebody put a pregame clip as the guys were warming up. Threw a little alley oop off the floor to himself and dunked it home. I'm really? Like, what? A Brock Hardy? Wow. You sure that's not a different? It was Brock Hardy. How about that? Yeah, I was surprised by the jump. Yeah, and the leap out of him. But yeah, he he competed. It's just those veterans when it's not going well, and we see this with Sanford, and we see it with mm-hmm. McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. We've seen this with Fran's teams throughout, well, 14 years now. Mm-hmm. When the going gets tough, there's a lot of guys that wilt away. <laughs> and we saw two of those guys last night yeah. do just that. Now, yeah. the good news is Sanford bounced back, hit some shots later in the game. And so did his little brother, which is good to see. Later and, and I mean, he needed those. Yes, because you feel like if you're cutting out the rotation, he's the guy that's probably the easiest to cut out of the rotation. And the other one... I thought if there was ever a game, last night would be the time we'll see a little more Evan Bronze. Played a little bit. At the end of the game. Yep, at the very end of the game, yeah. But if there's ever a time where you bring in an athletic 6'9 guy, not a great offensive mm-hmm. player, but a guy that can body you, has some physicality to his game, can rebound, this would be the one, and didn't push that button. I thought we were going to see more out of Bronze this year. Again, probably an eight-minute game, you know, five minutes in the first half, maybe a run of three minutes in the second. We haven't even seen that from him. I, I've been surprised by mm-hmm. that development. 
but maybe it's Owen Freeman. His development further along has kind of aided to that and seeing more of him. And more upside and more years yes. of eligibility, and you want to develop him right. at the expense of Braun. So maybe that has something to do with it. But look, here's the thing. Purdue's a really good basketball team. They're great. They really are. Um, and the worst thing that could have happened to Iowa was them losing to Northwestern on Friday night. Yeah. They could. They, they, it just absolutely was. And it was a terrific basketball game, and Purdue had themselves to blame in the game. Bo Bowie's well. Uh, he was phenomenal for Northwestern. But you knew that this was probably not going to go well. And look, to their credit, Edit? I mean, the game was, what, 32, 34 at some point? I mean, it got over 30, maybe 31. Um, and what did it finish, 19 or something? Mm-hmm. So not that you can take anything into the, uh, the Cyhawk game Thursday from that. No. Down 30 and you cut it to 20? Yeah. Wink, wink. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, while the, while the Purdue guys were, you know, um, High-fiving each other right. and laughing. and Yeah, holding towels. Yes, and exactly. Cheering for their teammates that don't get a lot of minutes. See where they're going partying at, at the end of the night. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but that was my takeaway from that. McCaffrey snapped. I mean, Fran snapped at uh, at one point. He does that. They were getting run out at that time. Yeah. He was probably trying to do something. No, I have no problem with he no. did. If that's how, I mean, how he, he, he was across. wrong. Yeah, the guy called a timeout. Right. It sucks, but it happens. Yeah. Every other game of basketball. But it was good to see that McCaffrey was, you know, and and he always is. Yes, he's gonna stick up for his guy and he try is. light a fire, and he did that. So, um, what about Dembali? Yeah, he's looked like a freshman the last couple of times uh-huh. out. Yeah, that's he, what we said after his last game, and yes. again, I thought he did yesterday as well. And it's going to be another tough environment coming up on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Somebody just sent me a text. I don't know how many games does he Dembali uh, appeared in. Could he redshirt at this point of the year? Has it gone too far? Gone too far. I think it has, hasn't it? Yeah, he's played in every game. So yeah, yeah nine games or eight games. Excuse me, he's played in so far this so year. So then he can because isn't it ten? Is that what it is? I think it's did 10. they change that. That's another one of those rules. I, I just I think it is. So okay. if if there is, boy, now I'm thinking to myself, am I right? Uh, but we're, okay, we'll put it this way: he's right on the precipice. If he hasn't, if there is going to be a red shirt, if he still can, um, obviously you don't have too many more opportunities to get him off the floor. I'm looking here. Da, 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 it, it's a percentage of schedule. Yes, uh, red shirt eligibility basketball thirty percent. Of the season, so say it's thirty games. Thirty games, so you can play nine. There you go. Yeah, I don't think you redshirt him though. I think you're too far down the line. He's still going to be a guy that's going to help him out this year. I would say Price Sanford would be a guy that mm-hmm. I would rather mm-hmm. redshirt if I, if the choice was those two. That would be I go Sanford over over Dembale because so I think Dembale still can help him this year. Yeah. We've seen enough from him early in the early season. Early in the year, we did. Yeah, yep. early in the year. Knocking down good. shots. Has Looked good against Creighton, too. So yep. it's not like he was playing Sisters right. of the Poor. He looked good in that Creighton game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that probably was his best game, I think. Yeah, I think it was. You know, uh, of his season so far. So uh, on they go to Cyhawk. Iowa State awaits them. What's that number going to be? Any idea? So Ken Pomeroy, which is usually very close Bang to what on, the number yeah. is, yep. has Iowa State favored by six in the game. Tighter than I thought. Iowa with a 30% chance of winning the game from his metrics. Seems about right. I think it's going to be, if we would have gone back to, I don't know, September, October, when this game first started appearing on our radar, Mm -hmm. I didn't give Iowa much of a chance. No, not at all. I mean, very slim chance. I do. I do. Is it fair to say Iowa, even with another blowout loss, a tick better than certainly I thought coming into the year? Not much, but a tick. Well, I think that they're. What did you? How did you put it the other day? They're certainly going to be. We think 
and that'll be good for business if if we get to March and we're still talking about them. Yeah. Well, if A, B, and C happen, mm-hmm. and certainly B and C, they're favored to do so, but if they all come together, maybe they're going to hear their name on Selection Sunday. Yeah, it might be something where, you know, they're going to have to go four and two down the stretch yeah. and, and win maybe a couple win, of games win a game. in Indy. Yes, yeah. But I think they could get there. And, yeah. and the other saving grace is the Big Ten is not good this year. No, nope. After Purdue, the gap between them and everybody else is significant. Yep, I'm with you. I have not been impressed. Who is the second best team in the Big Ten? Well, talent-wise, it's Michigan State. Would have to be. Ohio State's been okay. I was going to say, is that the next one? Where's Illinois? Illinois's got a decent game tonight. Florida Atlantic. There you go. Final Four team from a year ago at MSG in the Jimmy V Classic. Oh, that's the 530 game. Yes, the early one. So we'll get a good jump on that one. Um, you know, Wisconsin has bounced back they after pretty well. that hideous start where they got blown out by Providence and Tennessee, and they look brutal in both mm-hmm. those games. What they, about Northwestern? I think you got to put them in the mix now, don't you? They beat the number one team in the country. Yes, and you mentioned Boo Booey. Barnheiser is a problem. Yes, he is. He's a guy yeah. that yeah. Ty Berry is still there, another guy Jeez. completing his 80th year of eligibility. Nicholson, big guy in the middle that's mm-hmm. been around Doesn't forever. Doesn't play a ton of minutes, yep. but yeah. Comes in and yep. does his thing for yep. his 14, 16 minutes a game. So, yeah, I'd throw Northwestern up there in the mix, too. A whole lot of average, though, after that. Michigan State has the talent. Indiana, very young. Michigan, very young. Mm-hmm. Nebraska uh, learned when they faced a good opponent in Creighton over the weekend Yeesh. that yeah, maybe those wins against Lindawood and Florida and Yikes. every company are, uh, didn't exactly hold a whole lot of water. But there's no reason. Iowa plays well, they shoot it well, that they can't win 11 games in this conference, 11 and 9. Mm. Yeah. I think they can get there. And yeah. I did not think Beat that Beat Michigan on Saturday. Is it Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. Good. Well, good. Sunday, yeah. 3.30. Good. I think it's uh, mid-after, late-afternoon Big, I know it's Big Ten Network. Yeah. For that one. But, um, and you, Rutgers, Maryland, uh, Maryland's really young this year. It's just not a great conference. Yeah, it just no, it's isn't. Not. It's certainly not the Big 12 and what Iowa State's going to have to deal Whew. with this year. because Well, uh, teams two and three. It's Arizona's one, and then is it Houston, Kansas? Yeah. Baylor, oh, by the way, they're undefeated. BYU, oh, by the way, they're undefeated. Oklahoma undefeated. Cincinnati undefeated. TCU undefeated. Jeez. Texas is six and one. Kansas is seven and one. Iowa State, six and two. Tech, K-State, are those easy victories? No, hell no. Oklahoma State stinks. West Virginia's not very good. Central Florida's not very good. But 1 through 11, and that's the other component. Iowa State easily could go 9 and 9, and yet their quality of victories is going to look so much different mm-hmm. than what Iowa would look mm-hmm. like at 11 and 9 mm-hmm. in the conference. You know, I, I want to do, I guess, uh, maybe a little homework this afternoon is see if Iowa State gets a couple of those bottom feeders. <laughs> Twice on the schedule, you know the, the double plays right, for them the this year. Plays. How's that going to work out? They got TCU twice. They got BYU twice. That's not good. They got K State twice. That's not good. Um, they got Oklahoma twice. Oh, well, this is not looking great. Houston, a no twice. Oh boy, I know Kansas is one. Kansas that is was, once. They were, everybody's bitching about that. I get it. Yeah. Uh, Baylor also appears to be a single play. That's okay, but. This thing's going to be a bear. Mm. Ken Palm does have them projected nine and nine. By the way, in sign the for that right now. Yeah, your tournament. Sign team. for that right now. Your tournament team. No you'll win your next five. You'll yep. beat Iowa on Thursday night. Yep. Win their four bye games after that, 
And then away you go, nine to nine. You're probably a six, seven seed, something mm-hmm. like that in the tournament. Yep. Uh, real quick on this, uh, totally switching gears. Did you see the uh, the Zach Wilson news from yesterday? How do you say no? You're a professional <laughs> athlete. What am I missing? I don't think you're missing anything. I wonder the complete story because there was there a verified quote from him, or was it him saying to somebody, "I need to be supported." I come back, I need... What does that mean? Well... Does Salah not like him? Possibly. Could it be a locker room issue? I don't know. I don't think we got the complete story, though. At least that's how I read it yesterday, because it it, it felt to me very much like Have one of those... Have you ever heard of a, of, a, of a quarterback saying, I don't want to play? A professional quarterback? No. I don't think I have either. Very simply, no. I just... I looked at that almost in a way of, it felt very New York Post. It felt okay. very All right. more headline-grabbing than, right. than verified quotes. And that was, as I was reading through it, I'm like, it's a, a whole lot of thoughts, but without a whole lot of meat behind it. That's mm-hmm. how I took it away. Mm-hmm. I felt like I needed to know more after reading through it. Would that be fair? It is. I mean, they tried Tim Boyle. They tried Trevor yeah. Simeon. Neither one of those worked. Uh, they benched Zach Wilson because he was just—he's just so awful at his job. But if you've—if you've given another opportunity, a, it's going to be hard for you to catch on. I think um, anywhere, anyways, because you know, sadly for you, there's a lot of tape out there of Zach Wilson that, <laughs> that everybody stinks. Right. Yeah. And, and now you compound this on maybe he just doesn't like to play football. Maybe that's it. Mm. Mm. Again, it's just weird. So the dis- uh, this is what I'm reading through this article. The decision might have been muddied when The Athletic reported that the team is leaning toward Wilson, yeah. but that he's reluctant to play because of perceived injury risk. What does that mean? He's, is he hurt now and well, he might and have it, hurt it worse? Again, that's what... Maybe he's got some kind of injury, and I could understand that. Hey, I'm already playing with a bad shoulder. Our offensive line sucks. I mean, that part's true. You know, yes. hey, let's make sure that we are keeping an extra tight end a chip. Let's keep it a mm-hmm. running back. Is it that? Because I don't have a problem with that. I'm I'm will I'm going to play injured, but let's make a game plan that Give makes me some sense. Help. Yes. yes, but again, we didn't get verified quotes, and yeah. and that's where you get into this, where it goes a whole lot deeper than just kind of the initial. Shocking headline, because that was shocking. It really was. Let's get John, then we'll get to a break. We'll come back. Bill Bender will join us from the Sporting News. We'll get into college football. Hi, John. Hey, guys. So about two and a half years ago, um, after uh, the Jets quarterback coach was killed in that um, oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. accident, yeah. Um, you guys were kind enough to have me on and, and be able to talk a little bit about my friend of 35 years at that time. Yeah. And one of the things I said is that this is going to have an impact on the career arc of Robert Sala, Matt LaFleur, or Mike LaFleur, I guess it is, Mike LaFleur, who's already got let go, and Zach Wilson, that this will be a pebble in a a lake that will have ripple effects, and um, and we're seeing it. There's just no way any of this happens if Greg Knapp is there to, to provide leadership and stability this kid never got that. That's his first year, his rookie year. They didn't have, they, they just, they couldn't replace him. It was June. It was, camp was starting. Mm-hmm. They couldn't replace him. And, and so they, he just went out there and flailed 
the first year, and then they, they changed some things around the second year. This year they brought in Aaron, and I think Aaron was gonna Aaron was gonna fix it. Aaron could play. He could learn under Aaron. Aaron, and even after Aaron got hurt, he was willing to try. But there's just so much has gone on, and I I think this kid wants to get out of there. He wants to go somewhere else. Bad film, to your point, Ken. <laughs> five more games of bad film on him could could shove him out of the league, mm-hmm. and and he's not he's not down. So I just wanted to remind people. Yeah, you remember that. that. You're right. This is something that happened, and and people think, oh, assistant coach, blah blah blah, whatever. Well, this is not a whatever. This is a big deal. No, I remember you. I remember the call, John. Uh, I mean, not word for word, but I remember the uh, the crux of the conversation. And you're spot on, John. Thanks for the call. We got to get to a break. We'll see how it works out. We'll talk more NFL coming up in the second hour of the program. We will do. Uh, the Packers, for you Packer fans out there, we'll get to, uh, we're going to try and get all of our regional teams. We'll get the Packers on Thursday. Uh, Miller and Condon will be joined by Bill Bennett from the Sporting News we, uh, when we come back on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Fly. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Bill Bender from the Sporting News joins us. He took it upon himself. Well, I'm guessing his editors asked him to do it, but uh, predicted every single one of those 42 bowl games. That's up at SportingNews.com. If you want to get Bill's projection on uh, Iowa State's game against Memphis or likewise Tennessee, we'll take on Iowa in the Citrus Bowl. Hello, Bill Bender. Trent and Ken, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. No, appreciate it as always, Bill. Are you surprised by the amount of blowback and to the extent that some are taking? In fact, I saw a report this morning that the um, the new budget in the state of Florida has included a $1 million uh, line item to actually investigate the college football playoff committee, which is just crazy, but politicians are going to politician. Uh, are you surprised by the blowout, Bill Bender, of Florida State being left out? No, because this is college football, and, you know, if you look at it, 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 the spirit of this rule, um, they should have been in. You know, they did everything they could do, and it rested on a quarterback injury. But if we're being honest with ourselves and the fans are being honest with themselves, yes, Alabama's the better game Mm -hmm. with Michigan. There's no question that'll be a better game. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Florida State's defense played really well, but I think we went for entertainment value over what's right. And it's two different things can be right. We're going to get better games. That's better for us, the fan. But Florida State in the situation got screwed. And, Bill, I, I want to pose it to you this way. Knowing that this is the last year of the four-team playoff, if this was still going to continue in the foreseeable future, would that have changed the equation? Setting the precedent of an undefeated Oof champion getting left out from a power conference if this was different if we were going to have the four-teamer for the next decade and that was locked in with a contract would have the end result been different here uh, you know i think so i think they would have kept florida state in if we were still in a four-team playoff and that was one point i was making because they went against this precedent because they can pretty much just throw their hands up and say well it'll be different next year you know what i mean right. i mean yep. that made it easier for them to probably stomach that decision. But at the end of the day, I've been saying this all week, that somebody was going to be unhappy. Mm-hmm. Somebody was going to be unhappy, whether it was the SEC, Florida State, 
or uh, Texas even, had they left Texas out, they could have said, well, these September games don't matter. I mean, everybody, there was no easy door for the committee to do, and I think they chose, I actually think they chose the easiest of the three. Yeah, perhaps you're 100% right. I, I have to believe, Bill, that although they would never admit it, that committee members watching the ACC championship were quietly rooting for Louisville to do their dirty work. I think a lot of people were, you know, and in terms of like it made it better for, yeah, exactly. They, that's, if Louisville wins that game, then the committee really doesn't have to make a difficult decision. It would have been made for them. And, and in this four-team playoff era in general, it had played out. This was the first time I, it really didn't play out the way that we thought it might. Bill, it's been just a, a crazy couple of days here and understanding the Yanks, but we do have games in front of us. Now, one final pass to go down. Florida State plays a game of their life. They go out there and they win against Georgia, against a team that before Saturday had a 29-game winning streak. And we get a champion. Could we have co-champions? Split <laughs> national championship for the first time. And out of Central Florida, split national championship, a real one here is there a path to that? And we go back to the halcyon days of college football with a split national championship. You know, it could. It could. And then we're going to just be back to square one. <laughs> yeah. you know, for those of us who were watching college football during the pool era. And it, yeah, it's entirely possible. If Washington or if Texas and Alabama win, then Florida State could claim a national mm-hmm. champion as the only undefeated team if they can beat Georgia. So. Yeah, and I, it's just a reminder, as I said afterwards, that go to the 12-team playoff, that's fine. There's still going to be controversy. There's still going to be mm-hmm. people saying that they favor this conference over the other conference. I mean, what do you think is going to happen when half of the playoff field, <laughs> maybe eight of the teams, are Big Ten and SEC teams? It's a great question, and I, I anticipate that uh, this time next year we will be having that discussion. I agree with you. Bill, do you buy, and I'm starting to see more of this, I don't know if there's any validity to it, uh, that this was the final straw for the ACC when they were, as they see it, snubbed and left out, that this will, and they still got that grant of rights to 2035, but apparently if there's enough schools that get on board to to tear this apart, it can be done. Does this... Uh, change the likelihood that the ACC survives until the end of the grant of rights? We'll see. I mean, it's not good. It's, it's that the committee basically gave state the, I was kind of calling it the Boise State treatment, that Boise State used to get from BCS. Where yeah, it was, right. Oh, you're undefeated, but yeah. you had. You're Boise um, State, yeah. yeah. Right, and, and they treated the ACC like that. And I thought it was very telling the way that game day – I'm not saying it's bad, but when Greg Sankey was on there talking about Sesame Street and <laughs> one of these things is not like the other, you know what? He wasn't wrong. Uh, he said it twice. And that's the hard yeah. part. Yeah. Well, we flipped the page, and a 12-team playoff would have been here mm. if the alliance would not have been formed and the hurt feelings about Oklahoma and Texas departing the SEC well, then those three got together and said, we're not going to do anything that the SEC wants, and alas, that's why we're here. And wasn't Jim Phillips, correct me if I'm wrong, Bill, wasn't Jim Phillips kind of at the forefront of not wanting to go to a 12-team playoff? And that's the irony of this. Is, <laughs> you know, Florida State is easily in in that situation. The Seminoles would have been in. The Seminoles 
would have had their shot and this, the dirty politics of this game. And that, again, you, you guys think politics in college football is going to go away with 12 teams? No. No. I mean, it's just one of those things that this was a momentous weekend. It was a lot of fun this weekend. But, again, anybody that watched those games, like when I was watching Alabama, I was like, yeah, they're going to get in. There's no way they're not going to get in. Mm -hmm. And then one of the things that struck me was after the Big Ten championship game, Urban Meyer said uh, something to the effect of, you can't take Alabama if you don't take Texas. And I think that probably stuck in some way with the committee. Like, they wanted to take both of them, and they just had to find a way to do it. And Florida State playing poorly on offense allowed them to do that. Which quarterback that's now in the transfer portal has your attention, Bill? Well, there's a lot. Uh, (laughs) Dante Moore, uh, Cam Ward, Mm -hmm. uh, Will Howard, Kyle McCord yesterday certainly caused a ripple effect here in Columbus because – you know, what? who's going to start for Ohio State in this bowl game against Missouri? Uh, maybe Lincoln Kindholz or it might be Kevin Brown. I don't know. And so anytime there's a big movement like that, you have that. So there are a ton. I mean, DJU back in the yeah. transfer portal. There's some really interesting. Riley Leonard. Riley Leonard. I think Ward's probably the most interesting because he did all that at Washington State this year with one of the nation's worst running games behind him. So you give him a running game, I think he could even be be even better. Well, we saw a guy go from Columbus to Austin, and it's worked out pretty well for Quinn Ewers. How about vice versa? If Ewers is back for another season with the Longhorns, Ooh. how about Arch making his way to Columbus, and what are some other names that are also bandied about in the Buckeye world? Yeah, that name's being talked about, and you know, you're even hearing like, I don't think this will happen, but you're hearing these proposals that, hey, why wouldn't Harrison stay? Then you'd have Manning to Harrison in Columbus. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, the NIL commercials write themselves. Yeah, right? yeah. So, um, but I don't I, if you're Marvin Harrison, you got to go. You got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go. You right. got to go be number two pick in the draft. Um, so those things are out there, and I think Arch is going to become a very interesting name. If he does do that, there's been no substantial reporting. And most of that, you know, it's going to come from the Manning family anyway, mm-hmm. that he would be leaving. And they're very, remember how tight they were about his recruitment. Fair point. Uh, what's the likelihood that both Jim Harbaugh and Ryan Day, neither one of those guys are back when the game shifts to Columbus next year? I think they'll both be back. You think they both I will? Know there's some, yeah. I think they both will. I think, you know... Harbaugh would have to be hired right after the playoff, mm-hmm. and we'd have to do another NFL song and dance, and we still have a long way to go, I think, with the NCAA investigation. Um, and then Ryan Day, I saw some rumors about that. I just don't see – well, you know, it was Texas A&M, then it was this. I don't see him leaving. And the McCord thing is interesting to me because that the way that it happened so fast with the portal opening suggests to me that that conversation's been had and that Ohio State, I mean, the top five programs, they have to have a plan at quarterback if this is what they're going to do. Bill, it will be Saturday night. Uh, my partner across the way, he has a vote. Do you have a Heisman vote, Bill? I do. So a little bit of sticky situation talking to both of you guys as Heisman voters, but are we at the point now the betting market certainly says this is Jaden Daniels going to win this thing. Is that how you're seeing it? 
Well, I mean, I'm, yeah, we're not allowed to say who we voted for, but if you break down that race, I mean, Daniels looks to be kind of an overwhelming favorite. I know uh, Michael Penix, mm-hmm. I, you know, he's the best player on the best team. They all have a different argument. Yeah. So Daniels is the stats, and they're pretty eye-popping. Penix is the best player on the team that made the, the only team left in the playoff of those four. Mm-hmm. Harrison's probably the best player at his position, though Rufamadunze is very good, too. And uh, Bo Nix had just an amazing season, amazing career arc at Oregon. So all four of those guys deserve to be in New York. And, uh, yeah, Daniels will probably win it I, without saying, like, who I voted for. I mean, that's not saying anything controversial. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the three quarterbacks, who do you think has the, the best NFL career, Bill? Hmm, that's a good question. I would probably will have a little bit. He has a Lamar Jackson game. You know, he breaks mm-hmm. away and with these runs, he's pretty dynamic when he gets in open space. Mm-hmm. I'd probably take Penix, though. I do. I think of the three, I like his. I like the way the ball comes off his hands. You know, the two comparisons are. It's not just because he's left-handed. It's just the way the ball comes off his hands, the leadership, the way that he's been able to answer and. You guys know that. He's been a playmaker since his days in Indiana. Yep. The Penn State game comes to mind first uh, right off the bat. Um, I saw your projections for all of the the bowl games. You have Alabama beating Michigan and Texas beating Washington. Uh, Feel strongly about both of those two. If you were to get one of them wrong, which one would you you think you're more likely to get wrong? Of the two games, uh, I think Texas is going to win. I'm pretty confident in that. And I like out. I mean, I just Michigan team with the injuries on the offensive line. Yeah, I think Alabama's probably going to control the line of scrimmage. Both teams are going to be close, though. I, I will say this, Ken, and this is not dodging your question, but I'm kind of dodging your question. Mm. Um, I think all four teams could win it, and I haven't felt this way in a while. I haven't gone into a playoff thinking all four could win it. In quite some time, Washington, and that that's includes Washington, a team that keeps winning and has that group of receivers that's going to test everybody. Nope, you're 100 percent right. Good stuff, Bill Bender. Thank you. Appreciate. It. We'll talk to you in the weeks ahead. Thanks, Bill. Hey, thanks so much, guys. Take yep. care. Good to talk to you, Bill Bender from the Sporting News as we check in on college football. You like his picks? Alabama to beat Michigan. I'm leaning that way. Texas to beat Washington. I'm not leaning that way. That uh, Friday night was impressive. It really was. It truly was. Yep, absolutely was. And gave a, a lot of fodder for the people that said, you can't just let Vegas pick everything. They had Oregon win it by 10. Yeah, they did. We'll see where it goes. Uh, I'm looking forward to both of them. And, and like Bill, I think it's fair to say that um, I can make a case for both games to go either direction. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Miller, which we don't get very much That's in the true. Semifinals. Absolutely. Although we all loved Michigan over TCU last year. That didn't work out well. <laughs> no, it did. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106. It's credit approval. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Transfer portal remains open. Saw that there were four Cyclones went in yesterday. Mm -hmm. Uh, None of them uh, really saw a lot of playing time, if at all, so no surprise really there. Uh, Joey Labus is the Hawkeye that... uh, uh, um, Inserted his name in the portal this morning. No surprise to anyone. This no. was rumored to be coming down the pike since essentially October uh, that this was out there. Um, did he get a fair shake? No. 
Um, and we heard it again after the game. There is numbers out there that are as damning as anything that you can find on Deacon Hill. Yeah. Uh, turnover worthy plays, EPA. Mm-hmm. Just, we're not talking about the deep of analytics here. No. Or just watch a football game. There and, you go. Yes, you can see he's not good. Right. Slice it whatever way you want. He's not a good quarterback. And statistically, he is one of the worst quarterbacks that we have seen, mm-hmm. though there were improvements that are made. Improvements from awful to still awful. Just stinky. <laughs> right. It's just, and Joe Labus is sitting there with no shot. And then Marco Lyonez ascended up to the backup role towards the end of the season. Everybody knew this was the direction that was going. A guy that they didn't ask much to do in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. Still went 14-24. to 24. Looked adequate. Yeah, what did he throw for? Buck, what, 50? Not even that. I think it was okay. like 120. All right. But they didn't ask him to do a ton. He completed passes. Drew a touchdown, and that guy can't get on the field? Yeah. It it does feel like there had to be more to the story than that. Practice habits, having a little bit too much fun. You know, we can go down a line of a lot of different things, but it can't just be that Deacon Hill was that much better. No, because, because we saw in the, in the bowl game last year that there's, some, that there's a chance there to right. maybe take... Uh, I mean, develop him. 6'4", with a little athleticism, he could mm-hmm. move, he's... Not Lamar Jackson, but certainly more athleticism than Deacon Hill. Deacon, he was a guy that could tuck it and pick up five yards of need on third and two. You know when he mm-hmm. drops back, you couldn't get that very often with mm-hmm. Deacon Hill. Nope. There seems to be there had to be more to the story, and maybe eventually we will find out. So, what if your line is? Do you, does he have to play in the bowl game? Wouldn't I, you? Wouldn't you expect him to play? Not start. No. Not 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 throw. I mean, not not throw more passes than Deacon Hill, but at least get a couple of series. Right. Set something up where second drive of the second quarter, you're coming in. Yes. And we're going to give you a drive there, maybe two drives. And if it works out, you know what? Lead up the offense again. And Iowa has to also understand: is Kid McNamara is the quarterback next year? Uh-huh. He is damaged goods, and has been since he left Michigan. He was incredibly banged up, had major surgery there. Yep. Now has another major surgery. Before that major surgery, mm-hmm. he was impacted by another injury. Right. This is a guy that has been injured throughout the course of his career. And if you do believe he is our best chance to win, okay. Mm-hmm. But you can't go into next season with Deacon Hill as your backup. Here's what somebody ran by me yesterday, and I want to. And I want to. At first, I just brushed it off. The fact that there seems to be, and we're not, we're not in the football offices, we don't know that if there is or there isn't a sense of urgency to find your offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Is, is Ferrets dragging his feet because he knows not, he's not going to be there for this guy? I don't think so. I, I don't think be- he's coming back too. That's why yeah. I brushed it off immediately. But you know what? When I, when I sat back and I thought, I get your point. It's a point. I just, from everything that we've seen, I don't see that happening. I just cannot envision Kirk Ferentz walking away at this point. What we're going to find out the week of the bowl game, after the bowl game? guess after. That would put Iowa in a terrible spot. Mm-hmm. I think Iowa football means too much for him. I, I believe it does, Trent. I agree with you. For him I to don't be, think he's, yeah, that he's taking this personal and he's going to give him uh, the program a middle finger on right. his way out after what he perceives they did his son wrong. It would be an invict, a vindictive move. Yeah, I don't see that from him. That's not the person that I still respect a right. whole lot. Right. He would, uh, that would change a lot of people's opinions. Yes. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And if that is the case, then a lot of people have been wrong. Yes. We've been wrong about uh-huh. this guy for the last 24 years. Mm-hmm. Has there been warts? Absolutely. Sure. 
Has there been things that we disagreed with? No doubt. Mm -hmm. But if he is holding back because he's going to walk away and he's doing it because his crappy son as an offensive coordinator got fired, that's an awful, awful look. Yeah, and I I don't even want to entertain that. I'm with you wholeheartedly. But I know it's out there. It is. That person that brought that up is is not alone. No, it is. It's absolutely out there. You know what it goes to show you when it comes to the quarterback? Just what Iowa State has in Rocco Beck. In right. As we went in, if we go back to August, all the question marks were Rocco Beck. Mm-hmm. I mean, we never seen him play. Should, saw him play should J.J. Cole be out there? Right. Yes. I mean, there's, they say that there's they, they, they don't know who the quarterback's going to be in week number one, and they gave Rocco a chance. They played J.J. Cole, but he just took the reins of this job, and it's his. I mean, he's not giving it up. Would you be surprised to see him enter the portal? Rocco Becht? Yeah. With what we've seen at the quarterback position, with the amount of money that is out there at the quarterback position. Now, it helps when your dad played the, play, plays in the league. Coaches, right. We're not talking about somebody that right. you know, comes from a background where that money's yep. a lot more important. Uh, life-changing. Yes. Right. So that, I think, does change I, the equation. It, it, it absolutely does. Because we can't be surprised anymore nope. at the quarterback position. No, nope. I mean, McCord went in at Ohio State, for God's sake. You left Ohio State. Hal McCord, the presumed frontrunner to win that. They have The Buckeyes have to have something else, have to. Don't, don't they? I, I have to think he was nudged. If all of a sudden, in the middle of January, they're still looking, mm. I would be fall out of my chair shocked. I would, too. There has to be, much like the Riley Leonard Notre Dame thing, Enters the portable, says, nobody contact me. Yeah, that's, that's a done deal. <laughs> yeah. In fact, he's there tomorrow and the next day, I believe, in South Bend. Two-day visit uh, in South Bend. Uh, we will switch gears. NFL conversation. We'll take a look at two of the regionals, the Vikings and the Bears today. Packer fans will get to you on Thursday. Mitch Holt is tomorrow on the Chiefs. Miller and Condon, an hour to go on. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.